We, we gotta. We just gotta be at the top, man. That's true. We gotta be at the top of That's this. That's a really good point. What could we sell? I like <laughs> right. this. I like your idea. Uh, yeah. Like, like uh, bald head buffing cream. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. The Hopper Podcast is not professional advice, just two guys spitballing. So do your own research. Hey, Dave, I, I got a good topic for us. Yeah, man. I want... It's kind of a controversial take. I want to warn uh-huh. people about uh, about something I think is really, really dangerous, but also very popular uh-huh. in our culture, and that is multi-level marketing. Yeah, and I'm going to call them schemes. Uh-huh. I, multi-level marketing, I think, is is really messed up. Now, um, when I say multi-level marketing, what do you think about? Uh, yeah, I mean, I. I remember I, I signed up for one yeah. very early on. Oh, you my, did in my twenties. Uh huh. Um, yeah, my my basketball coach got involved in one where you were uh, you were this is when you were deregulating uh, Bell phone service. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then some some others came out with electrical deregulations. Right, and, right, right. Uh, so people don't know what I'm talking about. That's you know a, a company that that has built all this infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, all the telephone lines and you know you yeah. had a hardwired telephone to your house all all through our childhood and everything. Yeah. Um, and they had a monopoly therefore. They were the only right, company. Right, right. And uh, Ma Bell. Yeah, and, called, and yeah. then they could they could start charging what they wanted, and then yeah. decide, okay, well, well, we need to deregulate this. We need to we need to have some competitive companies. Yeah. However, you can't you can't start up with building an infrastructure across the country of phone lines. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. you know, uh, Ma Bell is gonna is gonna house all that infrastructure and take care of all that, and then they're gonna have competing prices for sales. Right. Different companies. Yeah, with different companies, and so I I joined one. And I, it, my job was to uh, to get people to switch their phone service okay. to one of these other companies, which is really, it's just a name only. There, yeah. There's no real change in the service. Right. Uh, well, I mean, maybe some, but yeah. uh, customer service, for sure, there would be some changes. Uh, the type of billing and all that might be changed. But it was it was cheaper. Okay. And uh, the more people that I, I got to switch, I got a little commission for switching them. Okay. Uh, now that's not the multi-level part. No, there's nothing in here so yeah. far that sounds like a multi-level marketing. The multi-level part is that if you get other people yeah. to do the same yeah. in your downline, yeah, uh, people, okay. people that you've gotten to sign up to do the same thing, then you'll get a piece of their commission. Right. So, so sales. So you are trying to recruit other people to do sales. That's right. And you get a percentage of their commission. That's correct. Yeah. And so the promise is that. Because you just switching people to to a phone company is not going to pay you very well, right? Right. But the promise is that if you, if you can multiply your efforts through all these other people, and you're in a downline of someone else, right? And I was in that for a very short period of time. Yeah. I kind of I was testing the waters, and yep. I was like, okay, I don't I don't want to try to talk people into changing their phone service. I'm not really good at sales anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to recruit people to do this. Yeah. Um, so it was a very short lived look at it and I've never been in one since. Yeah. Although I've had people try to talk me into them. Me and too. I have mm-hmm. noticed uh they they've tried to clean it up a little bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um you know, later on there was a, a, a downline but it only went six deep. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, and so that means that anyone who joins in to that stream can potentially do better than the people ahead of them. Right. Uh, because there's a limit on how many people are in your downline. That's right. 
Okay, that's a little bit better. It's a little bit better. But it's, uh, there's still, yeah, I just don't want to do that kind of thing. And Yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about multi-level marketing. There's a lot of people, one in 13 American adults have been involved in the organization, not just buying stuff, but like right. part of the, and you're, you're one of those. Yeah. Yeah. They are really common. They are, um, it, so it's, they're based on indis- independent distributors like you, you're working for yourself theoretically. Yep. Right. Right. Um, where there's a very hierarchical structure structure. You have someone ahead of you and you got people below you. It's commission based earnings. So you only right. make money if you sell. That makes sense. Um, there's a heavy emphasis on recruitment. So you're going to recruit other people to sell. Right. Um, and they are going to, a part of their commission, whatever they sell goes to you. And that, so there's an incentive, huge incentive for people to get other people to sell as well. Right. Right. Um, almost always you have to, um, buy in to the system. You have to spend money to get a bunch of product. Uh-huh. And typically what they want is the product or service. You have to buy stuff and then sell it later. Right. Um, that's one of the one of the key things there. And they are extremely controversial. And almost no company will, will refer to themselves as a multi-level marketing program. It's, they, it's direct sales or they talk about different things. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. Um, these are, so Amway, do you remember Amway? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I knew very little, is that, a, is that a product base? Yeah. I, I never even knew what they did, but I knew people were doing Amway. I'd see them in restaurants. Yeah. So and, they have like health and beauty and home care products, yeah. stuff like that. That was one of the yeah. biggest ones ever. Right. And Mary Kay makeup. Sure. Herbalife, um, Avon. I think even like Tupperware. Tupperware. Way, yep. That's right. Tupperware was that way. Yeah. I don't think that one exists anymore. Yeah. I don't think so either. Um, there are like, uh. There are all kinds of supplements and oils. I yeah, think. there's a lot of those kind of things. Yeah, Pampered Chef. Yeah, Pampered um, Chef. Yeah. So these one of the reasons that they are so controversial is that they are very similar to pyramid schemes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not pyramid schemes. Pyramid schemes are illegal. You go to jail right. for that. Right. That's Bernie Madoff. Right. That's, That's uh, the Ponzi scheme. Ponzi right? schemes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Or or there's other ones like that where you say uh, the the classic. Um, letter chain is uh, this is going back you know a hundred years yeah. here let me write you a letter and uh, and send me one dollar everyone right. who, who send me one dollar and then you mail this out to a bunch of other people and you tell right. them to send you a dollar and so then I sent the person who sent it to me one dollar and now I'm going to send it out to ten people and all you ten people are going to give me a dollar each and then it just goes on and we all get rich Right, right. It, it, there's a there's a funny Facebook meme or yeah. whatever uh, you know, internet meme. Yeah, uh, where someone says, um, "I have a uh, an online course. Send uh-huh. me a dollar, and uh-huh. uh, if uh, the first one million people to send me a dollar, yep. I'll send you a course on how to make a million dollars." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly right. And so yeah. those are illegal. And the reason that the government says that they're illegal, I mean, obviously that's uh, there's not enough money that. that Money is changing hands, but the person at the top makes the most money. The, yeah. You know, that person is going to mean a million dollars. But then everyone else is out their money. So that's obviously a problem. Where the government draws a line is by saying that uh, it, they don't have any products or services. They're not actually selling anything. Uh-huh. And that's where, that's illegal. 
if right. you do the exact same thing, but for that dollar you're actually purchasing something, uh-huh. then it's legal. Right. It's the same exact system. Now, what the, what the government says is that if the business is mainly, and there's the word, yeah. mainly focused on a product, what you're buying is mainly focused on a product or a service, yeah. then it's legal. If, it's, if the focus is not mainly on a product or service, then it's illegal. And it is to the benefit of these uh, multi-level marketing companies to get as close to that line as possible. Mm-hmm. Because the less they focus on um, products and services, then uh, you know the more money they're going to make. Right. And so they're constantly trying to, and some are more or less, but they're constantly trying to get to as close to that line as possible. And it becomes more and more and more problematic when they do. Yeah, you know, so I learned very early on, like I said, in my early 20s that I yeah. did not want to do this or yeah, participate yeah, yeah. in this. But um, there were times when uh, people say, hey, can you please come to this, this uh, where there's a free meal over here at this restaurant, and you got to listen to a spiel. Yeah. And I've done that a few times in my life where I listen to something and then, you know, for the for the meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or sure. Like, or like, hey, I just try to try to help my friend out here. He's yep. supposed to get a certain number of people. Right. So I did this in Philadelphia. Yeah. Went, and I heard a spiel and, it, and I was like, oh, this is another multi-level marketing yep, thing. Yeah, totally. And this one did have like the six limit, you know. And okay. So uh-huh. anyone could, could successfully uh, do better than the people ahead of them. Right. But uh, they had this was a product base. It wasn't a service like switching to phone service. This was buying products, and most of them are product based yeah. instead of service based. It's like shampoos and blah yep. blah blah uh-huh. cleaners. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and this one, you had to buy a certain amount of the product yourself. That's almost all of them. Right. That's that's like ninety nine point nine percent of them. You have to buy a certain amount, and yeah. it was something like two hundred dollars a month. Yeah, that you had to buy like shampoo yeah, and cleaner, totally. of which. I hardly spend any money in that category. Yeah, right? well, that's because you don't have any hair. I don't have any hair, and I don't care how clean things are. No, I do have some cleaners, but you know, you, you buy a bottle of cleaner, it lasts a long time. A long time, yeah. I don't need to spend $200 a month on that. Right. And I was looking at the list of products, and I said, I don't think there's anything here that I would even buy yeah. every month. And I said, so you're, I asked the guy who was giving the presentation, not my friend. Yeah. I said, so you're, uh, you're buying these products every month? Uh-huh. And he got real defensive. Oh, yeah. And he said, these are fantastic products. I love these products. And I, I was thinking, who are you trying to convince right now? Totally. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're, it's not, it's you're not me. You're stuck on the hook buying $200 of this stuff every month. Exactly. And the only way you can get out of this is to try to rope me into it? Right. No, thank you. And that's really typical. You have to buy a certain amount of product every month in order to maintain your status to be able yeah. to get commissions and to, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. This is why 50% of representatives in these MLMs drop out in the first year. Yeah. They don't make any money. You probably did. That's probably was you. When you, when you did it, did you drop out within the first year? Oh yeah. I was, it was like a, maybe a month. Yeah. 90% yeah. drop out in the first five years. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, lots and lots of studies have said that n- over 99% of people who start selling in these MLMs uh, lose money overall. Yeah. Nine, over 99% of people lose yeah. money right. overall. And, and But money's being spent, so where's it going, right? Yeah, right so it's, to... going, it's going to a few people. A few, that's right. And so all that money, money is being spent. 
yeah. it's going to a few people, and it's going to that less than one percent, and those become the stories that average. This child. could be you. Yeah. This could be you. And I think if if you are going to be that person, yeah, you really need to bring uh, whatever company it is to a lo- location for the first time. You know, like you yes. got to be the you got to be the person who who brings. Mary Kay to to Bowling Green. There, there's no there's no representative here of Mary Kay, and you started off. Yeah, that might work. <laughs> I don't know. But honestly, if you're going to be that person, which the only way you could do that is if you were a really hard worker and you were very socially aware and networked, and you got to be a good salesperson. In which case, go get a better job. Yeah. Start your own business. Start. You know. Uh, Right. You could make a ton more money. If you have those skills, that yep. is really marketable. Don't waste them on an MLM because you can right. make a lot more money somewhere else. Absolutely. You know, a lot of these things that, that uh, not only do you have to buy the products, but you have to pay for training. You have to pay for a lot yeah, of training. That's you have to buy really into all these and, and Totally. So, you know, when, I, when um, if my kids are looking for jobs, I'm going to say, well, okay, you never want a job where you have to put money in. No. Uh, if if they if they want if it's a real job, they're going to pay you for yeah. the training. They're going right. to pay you for whatever startup materials you need. They're going to pay. They're going to give you all the samples. They're going to give you the initial products. Yep. Um, and yeah, you okay, might, so might they, be commission based. So what they're going to say though is this isn't actually a job. This is you setting up your own business. Right. And when you set up your own business, you do have startup costs to begin with. And you know what? That's true. Right. But that's this is not. You don't start up yep. a business. You know, by by paying some company, you know, two hundred dollars a month, uh, of to buy shampoo, <laughs> right? Right. Um, hey, what do you what do you think of this in terms of the the uh, drop shipping? Now, drop drop shipping is the new thing, right? Yeah. Um, there's a company. Just say Amazon. Okay. Right? Amazon selling stuff. Yeah. Uh, you become a like an independent marketer. Yeah. For Amazon products. Yeah. Uh, you set up your own website, maybe yeah. your own logo, your own name. Yeah. You kind of start your own business, mm-hmm. but you're not actually making the products. You are shipping from somewhere else. Yeah. And really, you're getting paid for that marketing piece. You feel like that there's, uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah. You know, that's fine, I suppose. Uh-huh. Uh, it seems like a, a middleman. You're, you're leveraging your influence somehow. Right. Um, in order to make some money as a middleman. I mean that's that's fine as long as you're yeah. not putting in money to begin with. And you, well, I guess you do have to put in some money as in terms of like creating your marketing. Uh, yeah, if, if building you're a do- website, if you're doing it that way, some places you they'll build the website for you, and you know it's mutually beneficial um, because you're, it is like you're you're taking on a sales position in a sure, way, right, sure. or a marketing position, or a little of both. Yeah. But the thing I think that's really different about that is there's no downstream. There's no recruitment of other that's people. That's a big, big difference. But I'm going to take a penny off of their yeah. you know, commission. That's a big, then, big difference. And the people they sign up, I'll get a penny off of their commission and yeah. you know, try to grow this this platform of people who are supporting you. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of surprised. You know, here it is, 2023. And I looked at this back in the, I don't know, 90s or something. Yeah. And I'm surprised that it's still around. Part of me is surprised and part of me is not. Yeah. But um, I think uh, it's gotten worse after COVID, yes? It has because this is a way that one of the attractive things about it is that you can stay at home and make money. And 
you don't have to go into the workplace. So when you're staying at home, like, what am I? I'm wasting all my time here at home. Yeah. You know, and you, you I need hear to make this. Some money. I need, I need to make side some hustle. money. Here's, yep. Exactly. I and think a so lot. Of, go ahead. There's that, and then also as people get more and more savvy uh, in their in uh, the, on Facebook and Instagram and all like that, right. a lot of this. Mar- so Tupperware parties, back Avon, Mary Kay, they used to be like women getting together in somebody's right. house, drinking wine, having a good time, having a party, and then also we're selling this stuff. That is not what mar- multi-level marketing is anymore. Now right. it is buying Facebook ads, buying Instagram ads, and and you know contacting folks through social media saying, "Hey, girl, uh, I just found the best shampoo ever. Do you want some?" Right. You know, and it, that's that's how they're doing it now. But there's an enormous amount of pressure, so the, it has yeah. really risen over COVID, and it's not the way it used to be. Um, I think one of the reasons for that is mm-hmm. that a, a lot of people have the uh, the, the illusion of grandeur that they're going to make a ton of money. Yes. And that's just not true. Yes, that's it's right. It's very, very rare. Yes. Um, and they probably know somebody who has, and that is the that poster child, that promise of making a lot of money. Well, even then, it's unlo- I don't think that they do, but people will pretend like they're making a lot of money um, as a way to get others involved. So if I need, yeah. if the way that I'm going to make money, if I'm convinced the way I'm going to make money is to get you to sell for me, right. then I'm going to do whatever I can to show you all the good sides right. of this and none of the bad sides. It's like sides. when I, when I challenge this guy about him buying $200 worth of yeah. product, he gets defensive. Exactly. It's, it's poking him in a raw spot. That's right. He probably right. hates buying $200 yes. worth of these Who Who wants to buy $200 worth of crap? Now get out there and work harder, harder, harder so yeah. you can justify this. And so you're coming up and he's mm-hmm. he's you're hitting him in exactly that. Yeah. So so to say that you know you probably know someone who's you probably know someone who says they've made a bunch of money I actually, in MLMs. I know one person who has done okay. very very well uh-huh. and got like a company car and all that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Okay. And they were the first person to bring this particular MLM to yeah. a location that Okay. I, yeah. Um, but other than that, no, I see, I see pampered chef stuff at yard sales. You know, totally, where someone's totally cashing out. They've got all this surplus stuff that they couldn't sell. They Happens all the, the time. Yeah, and the, so uh, yeah, if you want to get pampered chef, you think it's nice stuff, just find it at a yard sale. So someone's cashing out of that business. And yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think another reason people get into these is because a lot of folks want to start a business. Yeah. And they just don't have a product or they don't so know this what is, to do. And this, yeah, this kind of provides right. this on-ramp. Hey, we got the products. These are great products. Look at this. Yeah. You know, people love this. You can sell this and product. And compared to starting a brick and mortar business or other kinds of businesses, right. the, the entry is pretty low. You know, you can probably do it for an upfront cost. This a typical upfront cost would be like a thousand dollars upfront. Uh-huh. And then two hundred dollars a month to buy the products, maybe maybe five hundred dollars a month, something like that. Um, compared to starting up a more traditional business, that the level of uh, you know the bar for entry is really low. Still, though, that's a crazy amount of money for someone. That most of the people who get into this are desperate for money, desperate yep. for money. Yeah, I mean that was the case for me. I just got yeah, out of school. I didn't totally. have a job. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. Yeah, and. Uh, I, there was this promise of making big bucks. Yeah, um, I, I had a you know I had a, a, a good plan and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, it didn't take me long, and I was like, "This is not yeah. for me." It, yeah, it took you. It, yeah, it's really quick. Um, one of the things, another thing that we haven't mentioned that is terrible about these is that they mostly rely on your social network, and so when someone has a really tight knit social network, it works better, namely uh-huh. religious groups. Um, the the state in of the fifty states, the state that has the the most pervasive MLM stuff is Utah. 
Interesting. And uh, and any place that has like a kind of old school traditional evangelicals, lot especially uh-huh. lower lower class, lots and lots of MLMs. They're rampant yeah. because you have these tight knit communities, and especially women who are at home. Um, they're at home partly because of the traditional religious values. Mm-hmm. And they want to make money. They're having trouble making ends meet, but they want to be the caregivers for their children. Right. And so then this is a way they can contribute to the family and spend time with that. And and so then they rely on their social networks that are very close. And so people feel pressure. These kinds of relationships have been mm-hmm. torn apart by yeah. MLMs. And you, uh, it's awful. Yeah. Just awful. So you have a, you have strong opinions. Do you feel like they should be outlawed or I do? Or, yeah. In lots of nations of the world, they uh-huh. are outlawed. Mm-hmm. They are illegal in in most um, developed nations. Uh-huh. Why do you why would you suspect that they're no that they're not outlawed yet in the United States? Why would I suspect? Yeah. Because the United States is all about taking advantage you of people for money. Got it. <laughs> that's our, because that's our bread these, and butter, man. Because the people at the top are making so much freaking money. Yeah. From this. And they hire lobbyists. These are some of the highest paid lobbyists in in our nation's in, in the nation. Yeah, we keep coming back to the problem of special interest. Totally, money and and so they ruining our democracy. Anyone who looks into this says that there's a few people. You know, it's you got to have like one percent, less than one percent. You got to have a half a percent uh-huh. of people at the top who are making crazy amounts of money um, in order for this to work. That's it's for them. Right. They pay to have lobbyists to say, protect our position. We want to keep fleecing all of these conservative religious women. Uh, please let us keep doing that. Right. And the lobbyists say, I mean, the, the lawmakers say, no, I don't want to do that. Well, how about now that I give you this big stack of money? Oh, actually, you know what? Yeah. I, I, your your, your, uh, getting, your ideas are very convincing to me. Yeah. It's getting more pleasant. <laughs> it's getting more pleasant. Yeah. Yes. The heavier my hand gets... <laughs> Yeah. The Those, more my eyelids will close to the problems. So many people who fail, um, they are so embarrassed that they mm-hmm. got involved in one of these. Yeah. And so they don't tell their story to others. And But it is happening all over the place. Right. All over the place. Right. Yeah. It's really... It, I've got strong feelings about this, strong thoughts about this. I think it's it's yeah. the rich taking advantage of the poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, you know, if if uh, we want to make a truckload of money, we need to come up with a product, and then we need to convince people that if they hire other people to sell it, yeah, we, we got to we just got to be at the top, man. That's true. We got to be at the top of That's this. That's a really good point. What could we sell? I like <laughs> right. this. I like your idea. Uh, yeah, like, like uh, bald head buffing cream. Bald head buffing cream. Yeah. Yes. 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 Well, we need to come up with some phony stu- study that says that buffing your head is so important, and you've got to use the right kind of material, and yeah, or otherwise you're you'll pr- you're prone to get sick. You know, if you, yeah. If you don't, so sickness yeah. can be one that we're trying to avoid, and uh-huh. then sexiness is something that we're trying to to uh, you know this this is the that ship has sailed, brother. No, I don't. No, <laughs> it, it has now because we don't because you don't have the cream. That's right. See, you get this cream and the special buffing cloth, right? Um, you know that is made with with uh, uh, you know yak hair microfibers. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, that's what we need. Yak and, hair. Yak microfiber hair. Microfiber yak claw. hair that is going to, uh, you uh-huh. know, reduce illness. The reason that you're getting colds and the yeah. reason that you're getting the flu in the wintertime is because your head is exposed. Right. And it and so this layer of it will protect you from sickness and it will make you more sexy. And it needs an, an emulsifying agent. Yes, And that's maybe right. some sort of oxidizing Man, agent. Man, I love this product. Yeah. Now, what we need to do, though, the money isn't in the product, obviously. It's, it, you know, it's not in the steak. It's in the sizzle. And, so then, right. and then we got to get people, okay, this is fantastic, because we can get people who can give us commissions, and then they can get their commissions, and they can get their commissions. That's fantastic. I think for every person who turns in their toupee, there should be like a bonus. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Stop wearing that rug, man. Oh, Just man. Just buff your head with this cream. That's the way to do it. That's I think the way we're to on do top it. of this. We got this. All right. Sounds good. Hey, Hopper Podcast Hoppers. We've got bonus episodes for you. You asked for them, we got them. More Hopper goodness. We're actually growing quite a catalog of excellent bonus episodes that are off our regular format. Like hilarious stories that aren't quite appropriate for our regular podcast. Yep, and bonus interviews with some of our favorite guests. Okay, okay, already. How can I access these great things? Just tap or swipe on the Purple Hopper podcast cover art on your podcasting app and find the show notes. Follow the link to sign up for just $5 a month. Uh, Of course, we're always looking for more. You can get the past and future bonus episodes. And you'll be supporting independent podcasters promoting thoughtful, compassionate, nuanced Christian commentary. Yes, podcasting isn't always that easy, so we need more help. Thanks for your support. Dave, you've seen The Wizard of Oz. Everybody's seen The Wizard of Oz. I hated that movie. Did you really? I hated it. I I always enjoyed it... um, when I was a little kid, uh-huh. uh, watching it, and it would come on TV just once a year or something. Yeah. We watched it on television as a yep. family. Yep. Um, I liked the uh, Yellow Brick Road and the yeah. the Tin Man yeah. and that kind of like, hey, we're off to see the wizard. Yeah. I hated the witch and the monkey, the flying monkeys. My God, the flying monkeys. You were scared of them uh, or I you thought they were stupid? Yeah. Well, I, I were scared of them when I was little. Yeah, sure. Um, that movie was way back. Oh yeah, it goes. Yeah, I can. It's, it's like as long as I can remember, that was on television. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, it's an old movie. It's an old movie, and I and plus I just like I hate this. Like the whole story is so disjoined and kind of weird. And, it's a, it's got some weird stuff in it for sure. Yeah, I, and the the quote character development I uh-huh. think is pretty weak and dumb. Uh huh. You know, like oh now that the Tin Man's got his little heart. And, right, 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 right. Um, and then she's going home, and she could have done this all along. Right, and, right. And then I found out in high school that it's it's based upon a, a political party. The whole thing was propaganda. It sort of was, yeah. 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 Well, there's a lot of stuff about the making of the movie that is really, really interesting. It was a, uh-huh. it was a bizarre movie. Yeah. So Judy Garland had to wear a super tight corset the entire time to make her figure seem younger. Okay. If you if you look at the at the movie, she's uh-huh. see, you know the way she she's looks. Thin. Her figure is yeah. very different than a normal person's, and that's the reason. Okay. Uh, the dog, Toto, Toto, um, earned one hundred twenty-five dollars a week of filming. Okay. Each of the Munchkin actors only got fifty dollars a week for filming. Well, the Munchkins and the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the song "Over the Rainbow." Yeah, was almost cut uh, for length reasons. They thought the editors thought it made it too long. Okay, I find that interesting because 
of uh, in the movie that is maybe the most beautiful thing that has come out of it. I uh-huh. love that song. Yeah. I love the I don't, not that version particularly, but it's a beautiful it's a phenomenal song, I yeah. think. I'm glad they cut they it. They almost cut it out cuz of the the movie, the movie was too long. It was long. It yeah. was long. And what do you cut out? What do you cut? Mm-hmm. And they were thinking about cutting that one. I'm glad they didn't. Um the lady who played the the witch, Margaret Hamilton, she was a kindergarten teacher before she became an actress. Can you imagine having her for kindergarten? Well, she was probably well rehearsed at being a witch. Well, maybe so. <laughs> maybe that kind of, yeah. Yeah. Here's another and thing. And the munchkins and the flying monkeys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So the munch- munchkins were played uh, by a troupe called the Singer Midgets. Okay. Um and their name when the word midget was allowable. Yeah, that was allowable, and uh, it was they were named. They didn't sing, but they were named after their manager, Leo Singer, and so okay. they were the Singer Midgets. They were from Europe, and um, most uh, a lot of them came from Germany, uh-huh. and many of them, when they came to the United States, then used that opportunity to emigrate here to escape the Nazis. Okay, and they stayed here. Um, a lot of their when you. Um, they didn't know English, mm-hmm. most of them, and so when you listen, when you watch the movie, that's not their voices. Their voices are dubbed, yeah, because they they didn't have they didn't know their lines because right. they couldn't speak English. Um, and humans don't sound like that anyway. And and yeah. humans don't sound like that anyway, for sure. Not yeah, nobody does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, apart from all that, there were some pretty horrific things that happened in the filming of it. Um, Jack Haley played. Uh, the Tin Man. Uh-huh. He's the actor who played the Tin Man. But he was not the original actor. Okay. The original actor was a guy named Buddy Ebsen. You might know him. He was uh, Jed Clampett in uh-huh. um, the Beverly Hillbillies. Right. So he was originally cast. Um, when they started shooting, they put the his costume on, and the way they made uh, his skin silver to be the Tin Man yeah. was with powdered aluminum. Okay. Uh, and they put that on his on him, and uh, it got into his lungs. Yikes! And it is actually super dangerous. Yeah, he was hospitalized um, for weeks. Wow! And uh, be- because he just couldn't breathe. Yeah, he couldn't breathe. So he was there for weeks, um, and the executives from the film company were calling the hospital, demanding that he returns to set. Uh, and they said, he can't. He can't breathe. Yeah, how about he sues you instead? Yeah, totally. Yeah. That was before that kind of thing happened too much. They eventually fired him uh-huh. and hired this other guy who then, and what they did is that they said, well, we're still going to use aluminum powder, but we're going to make it into a paste now. So they won't inhale it. So that he won't inhale it. It was still yeah. really damaging yeah, it's not good. to his skin. Um, and he got an, a severe infection in his right eye, the, act, the actual actor did, yeah. enough that doctors thought that he was going to lose his sight wow. permanently. It didn't actually happen that way. He was able to see again at some point, but um, well, yeah. it was horrible. Aluminum is what's an antiperspirant that, that uh, you know, I've been putting on yeah, since totally. I... totally. And it supposedly uh, causes dementia. It does, yeah, yes. And clogs up your brain and... So we at the Sofield household, we are pretty careful. We don't. We use aluminum-free uh-huh. deodorant, and we use aluminum. Well, a lot of baking stuff, a lot of goods that are already baked, uh-huh. um, use aluminum. 
uh, there's no reason to have aluminum in your body at all, but like a lot of tortillas and other like snack cakes and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, and the reason is because it's it uh, when you put aluminum, it's the metal. When you yeah. put aluminum in there, then when it bakes, it distributes the heat more evenly. Mm-hmm. And so we we try not, we try to avoid all kinds of aluminum stuff. Do you use aluminum foil? Uh, occasionally, but we don't. Mm-hmm. Gen- we generally don't cook with it. Right. We'll like cover something with it, or there's Man, different it, things we it can use so, it for. But. It is so convenient to use aluminum foil when you're when you're cooking and grilling. Very, so like, but absolutely. But I, for the same reason, I try nope. not to. Don't don't but, use it anymore. Um, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I have to check my antiperspirant um, whether it still has aluminum or not. Yeah. Uh, because I can't do without my antiperspirant. I don't use any smell. I don't have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If if I use that, I, I'm good. I I could I could like put that on and like a week later you wouldn't smell me. Yeah, I wouldn't have to shower. Mm. Mm. Uh, my clothes don't stink. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't want aluminum in my brain. You don't want aluminum in your brain, and yeah. there's a lot of it that is is yeah. I mean a lot all of the going in there. all the foils that I mean yeah. all the all the the wrapping yeah. chips a lot of that's it is. lined with aluminum. Yeah. yeah. Um, all of those those papers. Uh, if it crinkles, yeah, it's got aluminum. Yeah. Well, you certainly don't want to dust it on your face, um, right, and into your mouth the, way, the right. way that it was for this guy. Um, the the uh, scarecrow was wasn't much better. Um, apparently, to do the scarecrow uh, effect on his body, he had to wear basically a plastic bag mm-hmm. um, that just had eye holes, a, a small nose hole, and a small mouth hole. But it was this bag that he had to wear all the time, and yeah. he couldn't sweat through it. Uh-huh. And they, uh, this was brand new uh, technology, Technicolor. Right. In order to make it work, they they had to have these massive, massive lights. And so on set, it was like over a hundred degrees regularly. Uh-huh. So you put a plastic bag over your head, yeah. and a it, he couldn't sweat. He was, he was being baked de- in a bag. He was completely like a being baked. Or a turkey. It was awful. Um, and then the worst costume was the lion. The lion. The cowardly lion. Yeah. So that suit that he wore, and there was only one of them, that suit that he wore was made out of real lion skin. Why? Real lion skin. And it was, not only that, it was lined on the inside with padding. And so the, so the suit itself, not the head, hmm. but the suit that he had to like wear was yeah. uh, 70 pounds. Uh, he said that it was like carrying a mattress around with you. It's ridiculous. Everywhere that you go. There was only one of them. And like I said, it was so hot in there. That's a dumb idea. They hired two people who, uh, for the production whose only job, full time, hmm. was to dry the suit after he had sweated in it all day. Mm-hmm. They would do like 12 to 14 hours of of shooting, and he would just be completely drenched. Yeah. Um it was it was just absolutely awful. Mm. Um, not only that, he because of the way the mouth uh, parts work, he couldn't open his mouth, and so for that entire time, the only nutrition he could take in was through a straw. Mm-hmm. And so he could drink, and they, they he had plenty to drink. Yeah, but he was just like sweating, and there was no nutrition yeah. otherwise. When, when was this being filmed? Do you know? What was the year? I don't remember. Me I don't neither. remember. It was really early on. Yeah, it, they, it wasn't the first. Uh, color picture, but uh-huh. it was it really early, you know, in that transition between black and white yeah. color. 
So these guys weren't even making the big bucks like the people do today. No, that's right. No, definitely yeah. not. No, this was back when you you made a contract with a, a studio, mm-hmm. and they just you just did whatever they told you to do. Right. In fact, the Tin Man, that's what it was for him. He didn't want this role. Um, the guy, the guy replacing uh, the the Jed Clampett yeah. actor, he didn't want to take this role, but he had a contract with uh-huh. MGM, and so he just got a daily rate. Yeah. I mean that's 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 how that stuff worked, and he, he was sick on aluminum. Totally, yeah. Got an eye infection, almost lost his sight. I've heard rumors that Judy Garland was unbearable to work with, but she uh, was. Yeah, I think yeah. she was pretty rough. Um, so uh, she, she, there was one um, story about her when she was um, doing the scene where she had to. At the very beginning, when you first see the cowardly lion, uh-huh. and he goes after the the dog, and she and and uh, Dorothy slaps the cowardly lion, yeah. and scolds him for that. Um, the way that he would then recoil from her slap—that's the—that's yep. what you see in the movie. Um, she thought it was hilarious, and she got the giggles, and they had to do it over and over and over again. After the tenth take of her just laughing, uh-huh. I, I understand getting you know this is the. the, the it, he was funny. It was, yeah. it was supposed to be played for laughs in one sense. But um, uh, she was laughing, and so they keep doing it over and over again. Finally, the um, and they were losing these takes. That was expensive. Yeah. And so uh, finally the director came up um, to her. She's not, she's not very old. She's a young, yeah. you know, she's a girl. And slapped her across the face, apparently pretty hard. Wow. And said, you've got to get it together. Wow. And the very next take is the one that you see in the movie. This is a very different time. <laughs> very different time. <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm saying. Okay, even more so. So the um, uh, at the at the beginning of the movie, when the wicked witch comes and at the at the very beginning, mm-hmm. and then uh, is um, taunting, you know, I'm going to get you and your little dog too, or you know, yeah. something like that. And then she like vanishes in a puff of smoke. Right. That of course is a is a trick, and what they had is they had a trap door, and she had to. So they got the the um, uh, kind of pyrotechnics, Pyro, yep, right? Right. And they got the smoke, and so then she has the trap door opens. Apparently, the door was very very small, so she had to pull her arms in. She had a broom. She had to pull her arms in, and then she would just fall straight down. If she didn't pull her arms in, yeah, she's likely to break them on the way down uh-huh. by, by catching them, you know, badly. But she did. She pulled her arms in. The uh, the first time it worked just perfectly. After the the second, I think it was in the second time that the pyrotechnics caught her um, uh, um, broom on fire. Uh-huh. That caught her costume on fire, and her makeup. Her oh. makeup caught on fire. Uh-huh. She burned her hand there from uh, the wrist to the fingernails on her right hand, mm-hmm. and there was no skin on it at all. It was third-degree burns. Mm. It was um, it was though as someone had taken the top of her hand and peeled it like an orange, mm-hmm. is what someone, uh, one person who was there said. She went to the hospital, um, and uh, I think maybe that was the take that was used. I'm not positive. Wow. But she said, I'm not working with pyrotechnics again. Yeah. We're done with that. And when she came back, she still had to wear the green makeup, and she put a uh, had to put wear a glove, um, but still her hand was completely raw. There was no skin on it whatsoever, mm-hmm. 
And it apparently was extraordinarily painful because she still had to be green and she still had to go through with it. Mm. So she had a stunt double. So later on, they did the filming of where she uh, rides her broom and writes, sky writes in the sky, I'm yeah. going to get you, Dorothy, or something. I forget exactly what she says. The close-ups she did, but she had a stunt double do the ones where you, you can see the the person riding the broom and then smoke coming out the back. Yeah. Okay. So that's again pyrotechnics, and she right. and she refused to do that. So she had a stunt double do that. The stunt double uh, also got hurt uh, because the that also went wrong, mm-hmm. and um, she burned. So the stunt double double burned her leg really, really badly mm. um, from, let's see, the, because the pipe that was that was uh, right. expelling the smoke actually exploded mm. in the middle of one of the takes. Um, and when they were cleaning it up, the, the medics said that they were finding pieces of her costume embedded in her leg. Nice. Um, MGM she, didn't get any lawsuits, huh? That's amazing. So she spent 11 days in the hospital the for that stunt while she was there while she was in the hospital uh-huh. she uh, found two other people she didn't know about this two because she wasn't in the you know she was a stunt double she yeah. wasn't on set all the time two other actors from that production were already in the hospital they were two of the winged monkeys <laughs> yeah okay uh they had been admitted to the hospital after the wires used to suspend them hmm. as they were going up the wires broke and they fell nice um the uh that stunt the stunt double who was who was there and got burned you know the bits of the costume right. embedded her leg she got thirty five dollars that day that was her pay and that's all she hmm. got that was her pay for that what yeah. a deal what a deal um yeah. Also, let me say something else. Uh, in the pop, in the scene with the poppy fields where they fall asleep and uh-huh. there's snow coming down. Do you know what that sn- you know what the effect is that the snow that they used? Asbestos. Asbestos. Mm-hmm. It absolutely was asbestos. Mm-hmm. They, that I can't fault them too much for. Uh, as horrible as it is, no one knew that it was right. as damaging as it was, and that was not. Yeah. You know, I, I wish it wasn't that case, but that's that's what it was. They should have known yeah. anyway. Whatever. Um, then I will say one other thing, and that is, uh, that the munchkins, okay, there, this is, everything I've said so far is pretty well established. You mean the singer midgets? Yeah, the singer midgets. Mm -hmm. Um, the people who played the munchkins, Mm -hmm. uh, that were from Europe, mostly from Germany. Uh There are rumors, this is disputed. This is disputed. This is disputed. Okay. The, it's er, no, it's the, alleged. That, nothing I've said so far is disputed. Okay. Okay. This is disputed. Is that uh, they were all put up? This is not disputed. They were all put up in the Culver City Hotel. It's a very shabby hotel. Okay. They did not do well by okay. them in this way. But there were a bunch of them. You know, mm-hmm. you see in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. Um, and apparently, they were quote very raunchy people. Hmm. End quote. And the allegations that uh, Judy Garland and a few others have made, uh-huh. but they didn't make these allegations until well after the film had been re- out for a long time. Yeah. For a long time. This is the first time we've heard about this. But there right. were multiple people uh, support that the munchkins there at the hotel at night would get uh-huh. into sex orgies. Ah. 
uh, the police had to be had to come and <laughs> like uh, because it was spilling out into the hallways and, uh-huh. and they were just really. They, apparently, Garland said uh, that they were quote drunks that got smashed every night, and uh, end quote. And so I, I don't want to disparage too much, but it was the the well too much. Here we go. Uh, that's according to Judy Garland, uh-huh. and that she didn't say that make those allegations until you know quite a long time afterwards. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know what her motivation motivation would be if if it weren't. You know, true to, to make stuff up or whatever. Yeah, that's I, I probably that's probably true. If it was so much later, you know, it's hard to say. Yeah, it that should have wh- been Deto. Maybe like, who knows? Uh, but it was a crazy production to say the least. Yeah. They were. Um, oh, maybe one other thing. They um, she had orgies in the yeah. hotel, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> the police are showing not, up. Uh, yeah. Uh, because they're drunk and they're, you know, yeah. like, you can't do that in the parking lot. Anyway. Um, we need to find a police <laughs> officer who was on the scene. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who told him what to do. Anyway, um, it's it's interesting. Um, if you watch, there's a certain part where um, before they meet the Cowardly Lion, they, you got Dorothy and then the, the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and they're walking down, they're singing, we're uh-huh. off to see the wizard yeah. in, the, toward, in the forest. And in the background, you can see there's a lot of people who say you can see someone who hanged themselves. Hmm. There's a it seems to be a person hanging from a tree. Okay, that's what it looks like in the background. Um, that actually did not happen. Uh-huh. Uh, that's one of the few horrible things that did not happen in yeah. the production. Um, rather, that is uh, probably an emu. Uh, so this is long before. Hmm. different practices for how to do they wanted to make it a little bit more realistic they got some animals from mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Zoo okay birds to come and to just be and they they let them loose and they're just like wandering around on the set as a way to okay. uh make it feel a little bit more like an authentic and so that's an emu in the background that's standing up, you know, then and is yeah. moving around a little bit. Um, it's not it's not a person who's well. Hanging. I don't really care. I'm not going to watch it again. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, you can. Yeah, you there... can't make me watch that movie, Willie. It's that bad, you huh? You can't coerce me to watch this again so I can see the hanging person, or like was that that silly movie from the 80s or 90s about the kid and the curtains. Uh, I don't know who you're talking about. Oh yeah, about. yeah. It's a, it was a movie with Ted Danson, and uh, it was like the the three dads, um, three men and a baby. Three men and a baby. That's I've never it. saw that one. There's there's a rumor that there's a ghost in the curtains. Oh really? It I think it's like a you know like one of the extras or something, and just yeah. a quick moment where it didn't get cut out. And, okay. But you can see like this person, and people are freaked out, and they pause in it, and they're watching it, and they're like, I see. No, that movie is awful. I'm not watching that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it's also, have you seen the the, the very end of um, Back to the Future 3? There's Awful a, movie. I'm not watching that again. <laughs> at the very end, uh, they got the, you got three kids. The, the focus is on two adults, mm-hmm. you know, that are talking to each other, and three kids kind of in the background. And one of the actors, one of the little boy actors, had to go to the bathroom um, and he was trying to signal to someone offset that he had to go uh-huh. to the bathroom. And so very clearly there, he, he's, I don't know, he's eight years old or something. Yeah. He takes a finger, he starts pointing to his penis, uh-huh. like this really exaggerated point to his penis, <laughs> to his crotch. Um, 
but you don't know what why he's doing that. What's right. going on? Right. Here's this kid that's the focus isn't there. You wouldn't notice it if you didn't right. s- weren't looking for it, but it's clearly there. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, really weird. <laughs> well, it's like uh, uh, Star Wars, you know. All that, oh yeah, yeah. C three PO is like polishing himself with a rag. Right. <laughs> You've seen that? Yes. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, C three PO? Yeah, <laughs> you're shining up your genitals. Well, well you also have uh, in the, the original Star Wars uh, the uh, stormtrooper who walks into bang the, his door, head on the yeah. doorway. Uh-huh. And all, yeah. yeah, all that kind of stuff. Well, Wizard of Oz, I, I'm sorry you don't like it. Um, I don't feel the need to. I haven't seen it in many, many years, but it's not bad. I yeah. would be, I'd be willing to How watch it How did you again. hear about this stuff? What, what, what prompted you to even look this stuff up? I don't remember, um, but over the years I have heard lots of things, various pieces here and there, yeah. and I, you know, something got me to thinking about it just recently, and I thought, oh, I wonder if Dave knows about all these things. Yeah. It, it really, it was a different time. It yeah. was a different time in movie making. Yeah. Now, and a lot of the rules around movie making have come out of disasters like this. Yeah. Well, I can't remember the history, but it, it was a propaganda for a, a political party whose, whose um, uh, motto or the, their logo was a, was a, a balloon. Um, and so, you know, at the end, she goes home in a big balloon. Mm-hmm. And that's her, uh, that's the promise to, you know, Put things back the way they should be, and all that. Uh, so there's. there's I a wonder whole... about that because I, don't, yeah, I've heard something about that. I've also heard that mm-hmm. it is, it had something to do with the um, the gold standard, which was something around that time, wanting mm-hmm. the like a political statement. So you got to follow the Yellow Book Road, which is gold, mm-hmm. and then the Wizard of Oz, Oz is the ounces of gold. Yeah, um, I think this would be right up kind of debunked. I think I think you, that would be right up your nerd alley. Yeah, to look up the the political. Okay, propaganda maybe I should look that up and, and, and I'll that, get back to you yeah, about that and and tell me. I'm if it's, skeptical. Yeah. I, I've heard that, but I I think it was there's the, a lot the, of weird theories. The about. populist party, maybe. Okay, the populist party. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. I think is related to the gold standard. You'll have to check it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. So that that's your nerd assignment. All right, I'll I'll write that down and we'll get back to you. All right. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. If you've got corrections, comments, questions, complaints, or a great story, look in the show notes for this week's episode on your podcasting app and find ways to join the conversation. Hey, try to keep it clean, and if you do, we'll probably feature you in an upcoming episode. Hey, we're just two guys here, and we're trying to build the Hopper community. That was a good episode, wasn't it? It sure was. It was so good that I'm going to drink a celebratory juice box. Absolutely. So tell someone about it. Tell them what you've learned and tell them how they can listen with it themselves. And you can't think of anyone who would like to enjoy this episode? You probably need to make some more friends. Willie, what's the lesson we should take away from this episode? Here's what I've learned. Chicken of the sea tuna is really fish, not chicken. You need to tell Jessica Simpson that because she does not know that. We're trying to get this message across. It's an important message. The entire episode was devoted to that. Yes. Chicken does not occur in the sea. Except chicken of the sea. Which is tuna. I got it. I'm confused. You've confused me already. (laughs)